day 171. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we are in the book of Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite books of the Bible. I think it was... uh, Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick, oh, yeah. that said, yo, there's no truer book mm. that's ever been written, right? Mm. Uh, Ecclesiastes mm. is honest. Yeah. It deals with life on its own terms. There's even certain myths that <laughs> Jewish scholars would basically hold the book in between two fingers the way that you would a filthy magazine just because it's so <laughs> just because it's so as you read it yo yeah. it it feels like yeah this doesn't fit with the rest of it mm, but yeah. i think that it really uh does so yeah yeah thoughts as you read man through. thank god for ecclesiastes <laughs> right just yeah. some of the experiences we have in this life uh go hand in hand with this book and uh if you guys don't know Jono is like an Ecclesiastes aficionado. Like I he, love this book. He had a um, sermon series a few years ago that you preached through the book. And man, I wasn't even at the church. I didn't even know you then. Yeah. But everybody raved at the church. <laughs> raves <laughs> right, about it right. to this day, yeah. to the point where I had to go back and listen. And I was like blown away oh, in my yeah. car. <laughs> oh, man. It's driving great. down 85. <laughs> I, to it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll, we're, we're going to try to put this book into perspective yeah. a bit. All right. There's a debate on who wrote the book. Some people think it's Solomon. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's somebody else. Whoever wrote this book, right, they want you to think of Solomon. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to um, this song the other day uh, by Sebastian Michael. Have you ever heard him? No. <laughs> Random dude on some playlist, and I hear it. And I could tell, oh, he's been influenced by D'Angelo. So I heard him, but all I heard was D'Angelo. If Solomon didn't write this book, it's like, yo, whoever wrote this book wants you to think Solomon, right? And uh, so the book starts off, Mm -hmm. and the question that it, or it starts off with just the words, meaningless, meaningless. Dog. Everything is meaningless. Yeah. yeah. So that word, yeah, like yeah. Hevel, right? Yeah. Is 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 the word Hebrew? Like it's going to be used in this book more than the, it is in the rest of the Bible. And the first yeah, yeah. verse, I think close to like forty times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was really. He's like, bro, this is nothing. So it's it the word he uses like literally in the first verse, bro. Like yeah. you look at it in Hebrew, it's like nothing but that word, uh, right. and that's why it says absolute futility, right? He's going right. to use it over and over and over. Um. But it's even hard to translate because it's like some people say meaningless, some people say uh, vanity, yeah. Some people say futility, some people say an enigma, yeah. Right, like yeah. that life is just yeah. almost impossible yeah, to understand. Yeah, yeah. Vapor. It means breath or vapor. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, uh, you know one of the best uh, things that I've learned or heard is that this word hevel, right, uh, comes from the same root word as a character that you meet in the opening scenes of the bible Mm -hmm. abel Mm -hmm. and so i think as you read through his story Mm -hmm. you get a sense of what he's trying to get at all right the bible starts off and you're introduced to four people adam eve cain abel yeah three of the four people sin wow one person lives righteous Mm. three of the four people live to see their great great grandchildren yeah abel 
The only person who doesn't sin wow. is brutally murdered. Mm. And wow. so is life. Hevel. Hevel. Mm. It is. Right? So he's feeling this sense of, yo, man, why? Everything is meaningless. Yeah. And that kind of sets the tone mm-hmm. for the whole book. So if you're frustrated with your life right now, yeah. <laughs> in any shape or form, this mm. is a book uh, for you. And man, there's so much here to go yeah. through. If y'all don't, I'm looking at John right now. He's going off the top of his head, not even looking at notes. Just Eggs, going off so much Eggs. memory. Yeah. I'm writing. I'm I'm writing yeah. a book on this right now. Yeah. It's set to be released next year. But yeah, all right. Chapters one through three, and we'll dive into each part some. But here's the main thing that you have to get, right? Mm -hmm. While the rest of the Bible are going to tell you idols are bad, Mm -hmm. in chapters one through three, what he's going to say is, yo, idols don't work, fam. They don't work. Idols do not work. They don't work. You think that they're going to give you contentment, Mm -hmm. but all of them fall short. And this is probably one of the greatest apologetics in the Bible Mm -hmm. on the futility of idolatry or obsessions, putting your hope in something and he just starts off with the first thing yo what do we gain from all this and he's like look the sun it'll rise in the east and set in the west Mm -hmm. the wind will move from the north to the south right he's showing this Mm -hmm. circle rivers are constantly active flowing into the water yeah but the ocean's thirst is never quenched Mm. it never says yo slow up (laughs) I'm done, right? And so he just paints this thing of the world is always Mm. moving, but nothing is finished. And more than that, you're going to die. And after the funeral and people eulogize you, Mm. they're going to go to lunch and talk about something else. Mm. (laughs) That we're going to die and be forgotten so much so that it's like the people closest to you aren't even going to... What is your great-great-grandfather's name? Yeah. You do not know it, and without him, you wouldn't be here. And so he shows, all right, look, nothing in life is going to be everything that you thought it would be. The mm-hmm. garden of your ideal life is going to be littered with disappointments. Bro, so good, man. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's... He sounds... I, I, I said this as we were talking through before. Like, he sounds like an atheist. Right, right. Um, And I think, yeah, he's going to talk about under the sun. Yeah. Yo, under the sun, under the sun, under the sun. And yeah. I think that's the point, right? Like, life under the sun yeah. is meaningless. Um, But, you know, what was crazy to me, I have a ton of stuff, but I'll just say, like, <laughs> his autobiography he gives at the end. Right. And he's like, so I said to myself, mm. I'm going to just... I'm going to devote my heart mm. to wisdom. And it's yeah. like, man... I even found that <laughs> to be meaningless too, right? Like even wisdom, even giving my life to wisdom and knowledge. Again, this guy is going to make uh, Plato and Aristotle look like child's play yeah. uh, in terms of his philosophical uh, understanding. But um, yeah, those, those things too have the limitations and those things do not lead you to find meaning and fulfillment right. in life, any of themselves. No, uh, he's going to say, yeah, the more you learn, the more you lament. That you're going to see problems. Oh, oh man, there's injustice that goes on in, in the world, right? There's a, there's a wealth gap in between black and white folks. The more and you read, you're like, And the more that you read, oh my God. the more you find out, dang, this goes deeper than I thought. Oh. And the answer is, oh, 
the answer is more distant than I thought. And so he's yeah. like, yo, the more I learn, the more I lament. Yeah. Chapter two starts so, off and he's yeah. like, all right, yo, well, man, at least I'm just going to try to have a good time. Right? <laughs> I'm going to just try to turn up. I am, man. I'm going to have wealth. I'm going to have projects, work, yeah. with, uh, women. And the conclusion he comes to is eh, you have an eternal palate mm-hmm. that will consume every earthly pleasure, everyone. Even paradise, mm. and it'll still leave you yeah. as an empty person. Like literally, he's like, "Man, I gave myself over to self indulgence, all of the luxuries of life. I just tried to have fun." But he's like, "Yo, everything dissipated quickly, yeah. right? As as soon as I would start to feel the intoxication, it wore off. <laughs> right. As soon as the party was just starting to get jumped, it ended. <laughs> right. right? Like as soon as the alcohol, like it didn't drown out my pains." The parties didn't wear off my burdens. Like it was just over and over. And then he was like, yo, I just got rich, man. I had service. I didn't have to do nothing. Right. Right. And, and we think like this ideal life would be, yo, once I, once I arrive. Yeah. I'm good. And I ain't got to do nothing. I ain't got to work. People just work for me. Right. And he's like, yo, my pockets was full. My soul was empty. Mm. Right. And yep. uh, man, you know, he fulfilled all his desires, but he it left him unfulfilled. Yeah. And one of the things I just thought about, bro, was that. Man, we can, you know, we can and should enjoy the fruits of our labor. I, he's going to say that, like, yeah. enjoy the things that God's given us. He's going to say that all throughout the book. But, man, work, eating, achievements, intellectual pursuits, money, like, all of it, when put in its proper place, is the best way to get the most out of them. Yeah, duh. You won't get the most out of any of those things nah. if you try to find meaning in those things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, man, I gave myself to trying to be wise at the end of chapter two. But then he's like, but then in my wisdom, I learned wise people die just like dummies. And so he's like, so then I gave myself to like work to build up this wealth for myself. But then he's like, dang, but then I'm going to die. And what if I leave it to one of my kids? One of my kids is a dummy. Like, what do I get from all of what I worked for? And you just see this constant examining of all of life, undressing it all. And as he undresses it, it's kind of like, the Wizard of Oz, right? It seems big and grand. And mm. then you peek behind the curtain <laughs> and, and it's like, yo, it's nothing. Smoke, mirrors, mm. wire, right? Smoke, right? Yeah. Chasing the wind, it seems yeah. substantive. But when I grab for it- It's nothing in my hand. Yeah, nothing. Chapter um, three, yeah. Yeah, three is just- Mystery time. Mystery. Yeah. There are, we cannot control life. Mm. There's a side of life that we would love to be on. We would love to, you know, or he starts off with a merism, right? There's time to be born and a time to die. Oh, yeah. And a merism is two extremes that are meant to represent the whole. Yep. So what he talks about is all of life. Think about you being born and when you die. Nobody has control over how they're born. Mm. Very few people have control on how they die. And mm. his point is, you ain't in control. Yeah. You want to spend your time embracing and laughing and rejoicing right but you're going to weep and have to socially distance and all this like Mm. we aren't in control everything in this world is broken yeah yeah and then some people think like man a time to kill i think what he's saying is there's an occasion for everything so like killing is going to happen right right um in this world and uh yeah mourning um, you know, I thought about just mourning and weeping and just, yeah, kind of season of life, man. And right. just like, he's just like, yo, like verse 11, he's going to say, yo, right. everything is appropriate or beautiful 
And it's time. And it's time. Yeah. And it's just like, man, there's a time for us to mourn. There's yeah. a time for us. There's a time when that is the proper human response. Absolutely. To the situations of life. And he just, yeah, like runs the gamut of everything here. Um, but yeah, but just, yeah, everything yeah. is appropriate. Sometimes. Chapters one through three, life is broken. Everything's broken. Yep. Something is always missing. Mm-hmm. Nothing is everything that you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And chapter four is the first time that we kind of see some hope. In four verse nine, yeah, he's like, yo, two are better than one right here. Because they have a good return on their work. He's like, right. yo, is there any return on the work? And this is the first time that he says, no, there is a good return on the work. And what you find is that it comes in the context of community, right? Yeah. One through three, life is broken for one of the best things that we can do is to hope like life is going to be broken. God is going to fix it completely one day. Yeah. In the meantime, if you're ever going to go on, it's going to be as a part of a collective life's broken don't go it all alone by yourself yeah yeah amen. amen yeah father we ask that um you would help us to hold uh this life intention that while things are broken um you do make everything beautiful in its time yes, and it's only in realizing that um life is not meant to be lived just under the sun but in the mm. sun uh that we find meaning So it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.